You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Bridge to You podcast, hosted by yours truly, Monique Russell, where we focus on diversity, inclusion, and understanding for Black cultures through conversations that help us connect to ourselves and each other. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bridge to You podcast. I'm your host, Monique Russell. Today, I have in my guest chair an amazing professional. You are going to love every bit of this conversation. She is a neuroscience transformation and peak performance specialist. And that means she helps us understand our brains and how it maximizes its functions and help us to become the CEO of our brain to live our very best life. She empowers women and girls through active volunteerism and is widely known for her empathetic and scientific approach to high performance results. She's a multilingual global speaker, a poet, and a humanitarian. I mean, just imagine being in the midst of a catastrophe and everybody around you is panicking, but for some reason, you are able to remain calm. This is one of the things that my guest helps many people around the world to achieve. Miss Omozwa Isiramin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Monique. I'm really, really honored and happy to be here today. Yes, I am so excited for us to get into our conversation. So, okay, affectionately known as Omo, (laughs) I want to ask you, like you talk about us understanding our brain, really understanding how it functions, maximizing its use and becoming the CEO of our brain. What's your personal connection to this? Oh, you know, I started asking myself the question, um, is there more? What is your purpose? That is actually how I came across the brain. Because I asked, uh, I was in a group of people who were working on awareness. And I remember saying, what's, what's our purpose, you know? Um, and somebody said, you mean like why God created us? I said, no, no. What's our purpose? Like if we think about it. And then somebody said, you just use the word think. What do you use to think? And I'm like, our brains? And that was the day I realized coming from where I was sick, um, operated, unable to walk for about two, three months. And that state of being unable to move, I couldn't escape. I couldn't distract. And I had to reflect and I had to ask myself questions because I couldn't run away from them. And that was the day that I actually started to explore, wow, this brain, what does it have to do with it? You know, that song of, um, you know, Tina Turner, where she goes, 
what's love got to do with it? And I was like, what's the brain got to do with it? Mm. And that took me on the journey of exploring that whatever it is you want to change, whatever it is you want to say, whatever it is you want to achieve, it all starts with the brain and your understanding of it. Meaning, you know, people talk about a positive mindset. They talk about a negative mindset. Wonderful. But again, if you don't understand your brain, you can do mindset work all you want. It will take you nowhere because your brain is going to do what it will do. That is keep you safe and keep you alive. And this is my power sentence by all means possible, even if that means is not actually good for you. Wow. Okay. So you found yourself in this space of like literally not being able to physically move. Mm -hmm. And that triggered you connecting to your brain saying like, okay, I, I want more. I want, I want more. more. I want more. I want to do more. I want to be more. I want to have more. I want to break out, break yes. out of the, the spot where I had always been in, right? Motivated for a while and it disappeared. Why could I not keep on motivating? Why couldn't I be disciplined? Why could I not just break out of that comfort zone? And I say the comfort zone is not a comfort zone. Let's be honest, it's a pain zone. Because if it were a comfort zone, how is it possible that everything that you want is outside your comfort zone? <laughs> and your comfort zone, your so-called comfort zone, for me, it was a pain zone because everything that wasn't what I wanted, that wasn't making me feel alive, that didn't make me feel like I was growing, learning, was not in the comfort zone. It was all out there. And that brought me back again to the study and exploring and realizing that emotions, the brain, what we do, whether it's good or bad, think of it. You want to lose weight. There's a part of your brain that says, ah, start the diet tomorrow. Today's going to be your last day that you're going to eat chocolate cake. So just buy a large one. But there's another part that will say, you know that tomorrow you're going to say the same thing the same story you're going to play the same song so why don't you just start doing it now mm. and here comes your power of choice and all of that I realized wow it's like cooking a soup and you've got the perfect ingredients to make the original dish not the fake water down the original and there are some basics and I realized whatever it is you want to achieve if you don't understand your emotions and how to navigate them, if you don't understand what is happening in your brain, right? Isn't it amazing when I think like, oh, goodness, I'm having a limbic moment. There is something I want to do. I know it's good for me, but I'm not doing it. I'm having a limbic moment. What is that inner mind chihuahua up to again? Danger, 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 danger. So I have to say, inner mind chihuahua, sit. In your basket, please. Thank you for warning me about the perceived danger. I've got this. And that's being the CEO of your brain. And wow. it's not something you do only on Sunday afternoon. It's something that you have to do every single day, but also every minute of the day. So what does that call for? Awareness. Mm. So I want to interject here because 
I'm hearing you talk about the sustainable part of maintaining a, a good habit, right? Like, which was driven by something that I hear so many people say all the time, like, okay, I get started and I stop, or how do I now let the habits that I am aware of stick? Or, um, you know, how do I keep this up? Those are things that I hear constantly from people all the time. Mm -hmm. And you being driven towards that brain understanding, I mean, what do you now realize about how to make that stick? I'd say, I, I like to be brain friendly, okay? And the brain does not like to lose. And the brain doesn't like pain, okay? So if you think about a diet, and if you start saying, how am I going to stick to that diet? I need to stick to the diet. I need to be really, yeah. But what chemical are you releasing? You're not releasing neurotransmitters in that moment. Now, that's not very motivating. The brain just goes, the amygdala, which is the, the one that is always like, is, you know, think of, you've got two eyes within looking, danger, threat, danger, threat, danger, threat. You're saying, stick to it. But there's a part of you, an inner voice that's going like, oh my goodness, broccoli again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you are releasing stress chemicals. Okay. Now this is in a simplified uh, uh, way, the way I'm explaining it. Um, so this sticking to a habit, I don't think that that should be the goal. I think that it should be more understanding that there is behavior that you get to choose that will help you to get the neurotransmitters, the release of the right chemicals that will actually boost you on and motivate you to continue a certain behavior. Mm -hmm. And that is how you stick to it because you create these new neural, neural pathways in your brain. And it becomes a habit, not because you're like, I have to make this a habit. 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 But because it has form and because you use it all the time, like a language, you start using a language, you learn it and you find someone to speak it with. It gets better. You stop speaking it. What happens? Those pathways start to disappear and die down. They become inactive. Mm. So it's not about sticking to something. That is not brain friendly. The brain doesn't want to stick to anything. The brain wants freedom, peace, calm. Yes. And most, the brain does not want to exert energy if it has a more energy-saving way to get something done. You want to be happy? Oh, I want to stay one hour more in bed. But you could also be happy by just going to the gym and seeing the sweat drop down. So you see that whatever you do or you don't do, it's a choice. You're not sticking to anything. You make a choice. What matters to you is the instruction you give your brain. The brain is not saying, can I believe what you just said? If you, as the CEO of your brain, give your brain that instruction, that's what we're doing right now. Wow. Okay. So giving our brain this instruction and making sure that we have this brain-friendly approach is key. But we have to understand what chemicals we're going for, you know, and how that whole process works. But for a lot of people, we don't really want to take the time to understand all those um, 
scientific terms and we want to like break it down for us. That kind of tells us now that, okay, we're looking at this person left and right and we're comparing ourselves to someone and saying, how come she can stick to it and I can't? What's wrong with me? Like what, what's happening? How come I can't keep up? And I know you wrote a piece about social comparison not too long ago. And the general thing you see people talk about with quotes, this comparison is the thief of all joy and things like that. That wasn't what you wrote, but you wrote about the negative impacts, but you also wrote about the positive impacts. That's the angle that I want to explore because that's one that I haven't heard of and seen. And I want to know, Omo, tell me, like, how can social comparison become positive in our journey to, you know, making positive choices? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like when I wrote that one, I thought, yeah, this is going to trigger a lot of people. And, and it did. But it was very positive to see that there is power in the labels that you give something. There is power, right? It's it's the power you give to it that makes it become either resourceful, because I don't like to use negative or positive, resourceful or just unresourceful for whatever it is that you want to do. And most of us, I mean, we read books, we watch inspirational uh, talks and and you get fired up. You know, you, your aspirations come from that. But you say, oh, I really like what she did. That That's giving me ideas, right? So that's when you look at someone else. But instead of saying, oh, why am I not like her? Because now you've just given your brain an emote, you know, the inner mind chihuahua just heard that. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Is that the party we are celebrating? Okay, oh, why are we not like that person? Why are we not like, you know, that's when it goes down the drain. How well, do you, you stop look, it though? How do you keep it from going down the drain? It. Awareness. People, mm. you know, we, we, we are in a world where you can't just walk through life like a, like a, you know, a, a, a train and never actually pause to say, how am I feeling right now? I mean, we were doing mindset. Mindset is not like a glass of water that you drink and say, oh, positive mindset, right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It takes action. It takes noting what just happened. What state am I in? Do I feel tense? Simple things like that, because it's not even complicated. I'd say be mindful, simply be mindful. Hmm, how was my tone just now when I talked to that person? You know, just asking yourself that question. That's quite brain friendly. You're not stressing yourself. You don't have to be perfect. But that is the thing with social comparison. What do you do with what you see? The eyes are the only visible part of your brain. So imagine everything you see, you're scrolling social media. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just said something. The eyes are the only visible, visible part. part of the brain. So, so do you see why, why it's so important what you look at and what, you know, all these senses, all this input that you're getting in. If you are not aware of it, okay? I know when I watch the news, I start having heart palpitations. So I stopped. Because I became aware of what causes this discomfort. If you're somebody, you cannot manage what you see when you're scrolling through social media. Shouldn't that make you say, when I carry out this action, I don't really come out of it feeling powerful. I come out feeling jealous, whatever. 
down, not enough, all those. And that is not even a bad thing. But the minute you become aware of it, like, ah, there is something I do that leads to a certain reaction. Do I like that? Not really. Do I want to continue experiencing that? Not really. Then let it be. Find a different activity to do. And, 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 and just be aware of that. So being mindful helps you to channel whatever it is resourcefully or unresourcefully. Because people feel pain when they, oh, in Instagram, it's all so shiny. And, and, and I don't know, you know, the other day I was, I, did you know? I, I didn't know that actually if you get on Instagram, if you press a video, what happens is that it doesn't stop. You just, it just jumps from one video to the other. I was like, wow. And then one day I was like, one hour, what have I been watching? I was shocked. Now I wasn't in the like, what, oh, people have a life I don't have, but I was just shocked about how that took away my time. So I just stopped it. I just said, oh, no, 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 Mm-mm, don't, don't, don't press that button. Cause when you do that, it doesn't stop it. You know, I, you don't want that power of choice Mm. social comparison we need to be inspired by something we Mm. build our aspirations from what we see from what Mm. we hear from what we know that other people have done at the end of the day you still have to be yourself and you also have to remember that that person did not become whatever you think by magic this is good this is really good i hope my listeners are really paying close attention because the fact that you've given us such powerful nuggets to chew on. I mean, first of all, this inner chihuahua, I mean, just will always be barking, but maybe you give that a a nice, comfortable place for it to sit and tell it to sit down, you know, give Give it it some water, give it some You Thank know, you for warning me. Thank you yes. for, for guiding me, right? You yes. need your amygdala, right? You need your inner mind chihuahua. If you were, if you don't notice that a car is coming down the road, you need that something that will keep you alert, make you alert of what is happening. But isn't it so? I always say the dinosaur is just a lizard, and you need to live with this awareness. Because whether your your colleague says, the manager is coming from headquarters. Some people will go, uh-oh, people are going to be laid off. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Some people will say, oh, nice to meet someone from the headquarters. Some other will say, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my job, right? You see what's happening? The brain matters. The way we behave is not independent of our brains and what's happening there. Hence, when you know that the brain does this, you learn how to navigate it. You learn to build habits that help you to use your asset, this great tool that we have. And then you experience more ease, more flexibility. Exactly. I, I, I like that you told us to use the comparison for inspiration and to pay attention to what's happening, the inner environment and the outer environment. One of the things that also stood out to me so powerfully is your saying about the eyes being the only visible part of the brain. And I think like once you started on that journey, it created so many different ideas in my mind, like, oh, 
wow, this is why you hear the sayings about your eyes being the gateway to the soul. Like you can really kind of see what's happening on the inside of a person emotionally by paying very close attention to the eyes. So it's not even just what's going in, it's what's also coming out. And that whole thing about like Instagram, yeah, they will pull you in that's how it is with Netflix, you know, continue to the next episode, they <laughs> suck you in, but it's about being aware. aware. I want to ask you, you mentioned about language, um, avoiding positive and negative labels, you know, because there's so much power in labels. Mm -hmm. And why would you say that's a, a best practice or something to consider avoiding those terms? I, I like to say that, you know, it's think of when you're cooking, a dish. I'm sorry, I like to talk about food because I think it makes it quite clear. You know, you can use the other kind of ingredient. The outcome would be good, but it may not be as good if you had just used the original of the ingredients. If you go what I mean, let's say you're making a lasagna. Okay. Now, if you make a lasagna with those nice pasta layers, fine. If you don't have that and you use spaghetti and you tell yourself this is a kind of lasagna. <laughs> That's the outcome you're going to get. <laughs> this is what I mean. Mm. And so the, the language is so important because when you label something bad, good, you know, that drives you towards it. I mean, we all have values, right? We all have values and people talk about good values, but I, I like to talk about um, moving towards values because you want to experience more of those because those are the ones that actually they're your compass but they are just as important as you're moving away from values they are not bad values you need them because they they determine maybe who you make friends with the kind of things you like okay um on my list of moving away from values, just to give you an example of what I mean, that whether you put good, bad, resourceful, unresourceful, it really impacts the way you behave. On my list of moving away from values is disgust, feeling disgusted. And people will say, oh, that's nasty. But actually, there's nothing nasty about it. It is a moving away from value. So which means that it governs my behavior. I do everything to make sure I don't feel disgusted. Hmm. That's why it's a moving away from. So you see how it channels my behavior. That's why I keep my place tidy. Yeah, that's why I... Um, I'm quite particular about certain things that I find disgusting, okay? It's connected to, to the way you behave. It's not about bad or good. It's life. It's part of life, okay? Some things are not, some things are. But to think that there are words or emotions that are negative, like anger, oh, bad. There is nothing bad about anger. It's something that we feel, we experience. And if you learn how to navigate it, then you are able to get the message from it. It can go that way or that way. You let anger take control and you keep on cooking it and cooking it and cooking it. And you wonder why it's like if you, if you toast bread and you toast it again and again and again, and you wonder why it's getting dark. That's anger. <laughs> you burn up the toast, Momo. You burn up the toast and that is the outcome, right? Or... You take your 90 seconds. I'm like, whatever you feel, especially the heavy loaded emotions that are on a lower emotional scale, 
fear, anger, jealousy, feeling down, all those kind of stuff. 90 seconds, you know, there's a lady that talks about the 90 second rule when you feel something before you think you need to react, because that's the inner mind chihuahua. Ooh, breathe. 90 seconds. Hmm. 90 seconds. Think about that. 90 seconds to just be. And you will see that the, the, the initial feeling diminishes. And then you, you start to see light. You start to, you know, view whatever the situation is with clarity rather than being loaded up with emotions. That's why language matters and you being aware of it and the power you give it, that, that makes all the difference. Yeah. This actually connects something to the whole mission of my show, Bridge to You, because it's all about understanding and unity among Black cultures. And we share so many stories of people who have gone through their awakening moments, their, Mm -hmm. um, you know, experiences to now shape and or shift how they connect with others, like other Mm -hmm. Black cultures from all around the world. And when you started talking about anger, it just made me reflect on, you know, a couple of the previous guests in the episodes, anger, frustration, disgust, you know, all of the um, emotions that are on the lower vibrational scale and what they have gone through in order to raise those uh, vibrations with positive or higher vibration uh, emotions. So now this takes me to this aspect of for people, Black people um, who are feeling angry towards each other. And Mm -hmm. that anger, it just doesn't stop. It sits for a period of time, just in that consistent space of low energy, low vibration. What Mm -hmm. would you say would be the tiniest first step that they can take to move in that vibration? Not all the way up, but just a notch. I like that you say not aware because, you know, it's like somebody being angry and saying, I want to be happy, right? There there are a lot of emotions between feeling angry and then feeling happy. There's there's a lot going on in there. Um, And, and, you know, be humans. We experience emotions. There is no magic to it. You need to, to make your emotional agility a priority your ability to deal with what you feel Mm. deal with With what what you you feel feel. (laughs) okay (laughs) that's the simplest point to start at because that opens the door the path the gateway to what you can create ah i feel something that makes me feel good but you're gonna have times where you feel i feel something And it's better also, again, language not to say I am. You are not. You feel the emotion. Don't become one with it. You can't observe something you've merged with. Ooh, I love that. You can't observe something you've merged with. You don't need to embody it. (laughs) That's powerful. Okay, Omo, you are just so amazing you are so brilliant and so magnificent I love this deep master class that you're giving us on how to understand the brain how to embrace our feelings the things that we can do pausing breathing 90 seconds yes um, you know paying attention to the language 
really understanding what we're taking in visually. Eyes are the gateway, like, you know, they're the visible part of the brain. So before we begin to wrap up, I know that you are a huge humanitarian. I want, I want our audience to get to know a little bit more about your efforts and the things that bring you joy in the humanitarian space. What can you share with our audience? Human essence is what drives me, the human essence. Um, not stewing up in this heaviness that we attack with all those labels, you know. I come from a space where I had the feeling that I had this super invisible, super cloak layered, right? Every time there was something that I had to face, I wore the coat and I wondered at the end of the day, why do you feel drained, tired? Because you put up that show that you put up there with your invisible super cloak. Hmm. So human essence is what drives me to say that wherever you are, and, and, and some places are tougher than others, definitely more obviously, yeah. but whatever you can create, whatever you can overcome, whatever you can become resilient to and courageous about, it really starts with that formula. What's your winning formula? And I'm not talking about the winning formula that makes it easy. I'm talking about the winning formula that you can rely on, that is flexible, that allows you to breathe, that allows you to forgive yourself, that allows you to be compassionate, that allows you to understand, that allows you to embrace, that allows you to learn, that allows you to simply be nakedly human. As life happens, because isn't that what happens? Life happens wherever you are, wherever you've been born. Life happens. I don't believe in saying that you were born there, so that's bad. That's where you were born. I could have been born there, but I wasn't, you know. I was born wherever I was born. I could live wherever, but I'm, I don't live there. I live where I am. So that means wherever you are, life happens. And what is your winning formula? How do you get up in the morning and say, it's a new day. It's not about being, you know, this affirmation. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. I don't believe in affirmation that works without you understanding your brain. This is what I teach in my manifest code program. Whatever you want to manifest, if, if you know, if the formula is not right, like I said, yeah, you, can, you cannot make a lasagna with potatoes. That's just not going to happen. No matter how, how many times you recite it and stick it everywhere, it's not going to happen. <laughs> It will not become a lasagna. That is a potato something. But the idea is that whatever you want to do, um, it starts with the brain. And so how can we be with human essence and how can we contribute to a positive world in which one human being can let the other human being be, where you can allow yourself be and not only be doers. The world, the system, the tools, the, system, the tricks, the, the, it's all about doing, 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 and it's all this masculine energy. But we are not just masculine energy. We are the, the, you know, we are the sum of all the energies that we have, which is the masculine and the feminine. But too often we, we forget that, especially women. We just forget that I can be and do. And that's not trying to say, hey, I'm a power, uh, you know, emancipated. No, just it's your human essence. Huh? Awesome. Well, wow. so that's what drives me in my job and work and life. And 
If anyone wanted to reach out to you, where could they go to find you? Simply omozua, O-M-O-Z-U-A dot com or directly on LinkedIn. Those are the places I can be found or on the systemicneuroscience.com websites. Oh, fantastic. I just want to thank you once again for gracing us with your wisdom, your expertise, <laughs> and helping us to live our very best lives by becoming the CEO of our brain. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to You podcast. Visit clairecommunicationsolutions.com or connect with me on LinkedIn, Monique Russell, or Instagram at clearcommunicationcoach. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.